Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, folks, welcome back to the latest Wire basketball podcast. That's right. We took a week off because we can do that. That just gives us more time to chat about hoops. Jeremy Moss with Eli Betker. Say hello to the folks. <laughs> hello to all the folks. Can I can I start with one little comment here? I'm a little heated by the Mountain West Wire Thanksgiving sides because oh, I I don't know why green bean casserole is the second least respected Thanksgiving side according to our staff. Okay, let's get I into have, it. We'll do it. I let's have get major into issues it. with that. Um, what type? Like, do you um? What's included in your green bean casserole? Just okay. You got the green beans. You have whatever the Curry I'm not the one soup. who makes it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the what are the little onion? Yeah, onion chips. Yeah, those are good. Yeah, that's not bad. It's perfect. Then why is it twenty third out of twenty four? I didn't put it near the bottom. I um, I like how sweet, on, I like how sweet potato pie got a first place vote by twenty second. <laughs> <laughs> so one person likes it, everyone else hates it. Uh, here's my thing. I am, I'm with somebody. Okay, where did you put mashed potatoes? Uh, I think it's top five. Yourself? You didn't put him number number one, did you? No, no, I did not. I felt somebody was getting out of us on Twitter, which I get. Like mashed potatoes shouldn't be considered at all. I disagree at all. But number one, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's like a Tuesday night side dish, you know. However, it's essential for Thanksgiving. It is, but, but it's, it's also not... like something you eat the other three hundred sixty-four days of the year. Bread rolls? Come on, who put bread rolls number one? Red rolls are solid, not yeah, number one. Not for a side. I, you should have like, I like I put biscuits. Stuffing. Stuffing should be number one by far. I think yes. you would me put stuffing number one. Because if you make it, the, okay, I'm not talking crappy stoves top. I'm talking making it real yourself. Mm-hmm. That's how you make it. That's really good. Um, pumpkin pie is fine. I Corn, whatever. I could take your leave corn. It's uh, people, I think I put, I, think, I don't think I even ranked cranberry sauce. <laughs> Cranberry sauce is grossly overrated. Yeah, I hate it. It's a uh, plain green. I did have something very good this weekend. Went to my one of my. I don't remember what house is that, but they made a. It's not exactly the green bean casserole, but it was basically you know the long skinny green beans, mm-hmm. not asparagus, but they're kind of the same size. Yeah, like that, but also had like cooked a little bit of bacon altogether, like diced bacon. Ooh, that was really sounds good. fantastic. So there's some good stuff here, but you, man, it's a. Uh, and Brussels sprouts too. I like Brussels sprouts. If you cook them the right way, they could be amazing. Uh huh. Oh, but they can be bad if you. Yeah, that's the problem. I you bake, yeah. you broil them in the, in the oven, put some <laughs> nice uh, seasoning on there, and the good good old butter to dip it in, and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. But green bean casserole, well, it's not my favorite. It shouldn't be at the bottom third. Can you tell me a little bit about candied yams? Because I am not really familiar. They're disgusting. I thought. Wait, didn't you vouch for them though? No, I did not. Like, I know I said to put them on there. I didn't. Oh, no, I didn't. I thought, no, 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 I said okay. to put them on there because you know how bad I am at that. I'm with leftovers as everybody does. So I, somebody, I, I don't think it's me. Oh yeah, somebody gave us like it's a big fan. Like here's a couple styrofoam trays of stuff, and I'm like, oh we got, we, damn, like why do we have so many freaking carrots here? Because <laughs> carrots and KDMs look very similar, and they're both cut the same way, like the dimensions. So my wife's like, what is this? I'm like, this what do you mean? Awful. I'm like, what do you mean? It's like. It's weird too. I don't like sweet potato pie. I like sweet potato French fries. I don't like sweet potato, but candy yams. It's like, whatever. Here's what I like. One was on my plate, Eli. I'll tell you, mm-hmm. some turkey. And again, 
I'll say this turkey is overrated, but whatever. It is what it is. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, no ham, obviously. God, jeez. <laughs> uh, tur- we'll, we'll get the basketball hoops in basketball soon, but this we got mentioned my first. I went turkey, obviously some gravy, some mashed potatoes, stuffing, the the uh, green bean thing I mentioned with you, some bacon. Somebody made cheesy mashed potatoes, which is were amazing, okay. and some stuffing. So yeah, one sort of vegetable. <laughs> that sounds good. Green beans and bacon, um, and pumpkin pie. I don't. Like there's rolls, obviously. Mac and cheese wasn't there. Mac and cheese is a little, eh, whatever it is. It's there sometimes, but that's what I had, and that's my go-to stuff. So, and when I go back for more, I usually don't go back for more more turkey. It's usually like mashed potato stuffing and like the, and cheesy potatoes. But I'm serious. Like honestly, if I let me ask you this: Is Thanksgiving food overrated or is it good? I think it's good. I think, I think, I think there it's are a lot of factors that can make the Thanksgiving meal worse, but I think overall the food's pretty good. I think it's fine. If I, I, if I had my way, which would never go in my household, I would honestly make like barbecue or Chinese food for Thanksgiving. It's so much better. I, yeah, it's yeah. so much because the day after Thanksgiving, I went to barbecue joint had like the best barbecue I've had in years. So I'm like, dang. Hmm. So just okay. I, I have one more question for you because you are a native Texan. Yes. Yes. Uh oh. <laughs> are grits? Is that part of Thanksgiving? I, is that part of it? I don't like grits. You don't like grits? No. It's uh, I know it's kind of like if you know it's kind of like an oatmeal type thing, but it's not sweet. Mm-hmm. It's I don't think it's a thing. I've never ever had it for Thanksgiving ever. I think it's more of a okay. southern thing, but not a Texas southern thing. So like more like Mississippi, Alabama area, Louisiana. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure that it is a thing in Texas and Houston or some places, but I've never had it for Thanksgiving, and I'm not a fan. Okay, I I had it when I was in Florida last month, and I thought it was pretty good, so that came to mind. I've never, I've only had it a couple of times, probably just out of the box or something, but I've, I know people get with, with grits and like, uh, or, or biscuits and grits and stuff, but it's, I haven't had it in years, but when I remember it wasn't very good. I would not, I wouldn't be against trying it again just to see, but as for Thanksgiving side, I've never heard of that. So maybe it's okay. a North right. Carolina, you know what I mean? Like that coastal and Gulf coast type deal. Mm-hmm. All right. Ready for hoops, I guess. I am. All right. So should we talk about the Maui invite, which, um, well, it happened. <laughs> Could have could have been better. Could have been worse. Yeah, you could have lost to Xavier. That's true. <laughs> However, you lose to Xavier for the Aztecs. You may not lose that final game versus whoever it would have been against. Yeah, Illinois or something. Yeah, it, yeah, it was a tough outing for San Diego State. But I mean, as, as stacked as the field was, I think the expectations weren't. I don't. I don't want to say the expectations were off, but to think that San Diego State was going to win two games or win it all I think was maybe a bit of a stretch but there was a lot of bad basketball that was played by the Aztecs and I put out a tweet two days ago just I went through all the scoring margins on the stat broadcast to see because San Diego State was down sizably in much of their 120 minutes in Maui and they spent a good deal of their time either down by 10 to 19 points or 20 or more and like that Iowa State game against a team that is pretty beaten up already, they're without their best player and they lost by thirty. And you said they were four point favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot that needs to be cleaned up. But again, San Jose State has played what three of the four or five toughest opponents that the conference has seen so far this year. So we can't beat them too much up for for what happened. Yeah, you can't. But here's the concern. You get down, like you said, they're down 20, 19. I think 19 was the most. I'm not sure if the. I was watching the uh, Xavier game, but I think it was 19. But yeah, Duke, beating Duke was never going to happen. We're not dumb. But also, 
if you go deeper, Lucid Duke, Zion Williamson, RJ Barrett, that's not going to happen. Whatever that under that huge tomahawk dunk by Zion, jeez. Mm-hmm. And also, people quit calling him fat. He's not fat. <laughs> I don't oh know. man, I, if if that's fat, sign me up for that. I know it's like he's big, <laughs> he's muscular. Maybe I, I don't know what the deal is. Maybe they want him to trim down to not be as bulky, which is different from fat. But mm-hmm. he's awesome. He's amazing. But. Lucia Xavier not playing well, but look at the three-point shooting versus Duke and I think Iowa State. They just beat Aztecs from three. That's nothing they can stop. And I don't care if you're playing, play, playing Duke or New Mexico or Colorado State or whoever they're playing in the Missouri Valley this week or when they play Cincinnati on Saturday. They can't stop the three. They're not going to win any games. You can't allow teams to shoot that well. And so, like, the losses itself, like winning, two, winning one game, being fifth place is fine. That's probably the best-case scenario. Or yeah, No, sixth place, right? The loss, yeah, sixth place, whatever it may be. But winning two games was only possible if they lost the first one, clearly. But they had blowout. They were blown out. They were not competitive in these games at all except for Xavier. And so there's that. And then the three-point shooting defense was just – you can't allow that to happen. What if you're going up against – like Sam Merrill can make it from three-point range all day. What if Justin James goes off for – goes eight of 14 from three-point range you lose against uh, Wyoming? It's like you got to mm-hmm. fix that and stop it. That was probably a bigger concern than – I don't know, being blown out's bad, but the three-point defense percentage was just terrible. Whew. Yeah, and even in that Xavier game, San Diego State trailed by 19. So they trailed by 19 or more in each of their three games in Maui. And I do think that the defense is a concern. Obviously, you have to take into account the quality of teams that have been played. But I want to say that San Diego State's adjusted defensive efficiency on Ken Palm has dropped at least 50 spots already because I, I believe it was in the top 50 to start the year. And it's all the way down to 95th at this point. So, is, is that a concern though? Are you how concerned are you for San Diego State? Um, well, I mean, you'll have nights where the opponent gets hot from the field, and then you, if you start to see this more and more often, then I think it's legitimate. Um, I'm curious what they do the rest of non-conference play. If this continues, they they give up seven, eight threes on 35 percent or better, whatever it might be, throughout the rest of non-conference play. Then I do think it's a concern. But Duke, Xavier, and Iowa State are all capable offensive teams. Are either the, are those teams going to make the tournament? You think? I th- I think so. I think Xavier's probably the team that is more on the bubble than the others. But if each of those three teams won a tournament game or more, I would not be surprised. Here's look at their schedule really quick. They have t- time to turn around because they'll have a gaudy record because they're going to be Jackson State. They're going to be they should be Illinois State because that's uh, on the road and part of the Missouri Valley challenge san diego is okay cal's worse than san diego they play something called cal state dominguez hills <laughs> don't lose that one their only game really like that concerns me is playing byu at home mm-hmm. but then again byu just got throttled by houston at home and at, at marriott center over the weekend so it's like i might be more concerned about the road game at illinois state than home against byu you think so yeah i, I mean illinois state has already beat boise state and akron on a neutral floor okay um, and and we're, I'm curious to see what San Diego State does away from home because they, they looked really good in those first two games. That's true. They Haas, and then they've been kind of shaky since. Yeah, that's their first true road game. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's what they're at. It's, don't pull the alarm yet. Don't. They played some tough teams. Like they played all the teams they play are top 60 Ken Palm, essentially. Ken yeah, Xavier's 62, and Iowa State jumped up to 18. So it's it's fine. They're okay, and they're still like – with this um, – because we know the Mountains tournament is – hopeful to get two teams. I know this is no December, just about November. We're still months away, but did losing to Iowa state make or 
it probably won't make or break any tournament chances, obviously, right? No, I don't. I don't think it makes or breaks any tournament chances. I think they're going to have to. They can't afford any more bad losses through the remainder of non-conference play. Um, they would have liked to have seen them get two wins in Maui instead, but uh, at least that victory over Xavier is, is a pretty nice win. So I know Aztec fans will be rooting on the Musketeers the rest of the season. Yeah, let's get that. Like just they, I, the rest of the non-conference way, they might lose one or twice. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But there's some decent top hundred teams like Fresno shooting up. Utah State's better than we thought. Clearly Nevada. Um, all right, so we had that going. Let's go to some surprise teams. So Utah State, what's up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I feel like we entered the year with Utah State and Wyoming somewhat sharing similar headlines, I guess. You have a star player, and then the question marks exist around that star player. With Utah State, it's Sam Merrill, and with Wyoming, it's Justin James. But the production besides Merrill, has been really, really good. Um, Nemias Keita, who's the near seven-foot freshman, he's been excellent, had a double-double in uh, their first win in Vegas against St. Mary's, I believe, and they just dominated the Gales. So that was a very impressive win. And they've, I mean, they just have picked up good production from players not named Sam Merrill, and that's not to say that Merrill hasn't been doing his thing. He had 37 in the opening mm-hmm. win against Montana State. But a lot of these Juco guys or... Um, unproven upperclassmen have stepped up and they've looked really good. And I think Utah State is a legitimate competitor and they've shown that through the first half dozen games of the season. I think there's more of a unknown factor with the Aggies because mm-hmm. you lose McEwen, you have a new coach, you only have like one or two guys you really know. And so it's getting gelled together. But you look at, like you said, uh, what's his name? Nemias there. He already leads the team in rebounds, block, two and a half blocks per game, leads the team in offensive rebounds. And so they're doing quite. They're exceed. I think you're right. With comparisons, perfect. But Utah State seems to be playing much better because St. Mary's is basically second in the West Coast Conference. Them and BYU were right there, like one point difference preseason wise. And beating a team that's St. Mary's has a shot to make an NCAA tournament. Not saying Utah State will, but that's a, that's going to be a pretty good win and hold a lot of weight most of the year. Then they had that Arizona State game, which oh man, I started watching that second half, longest game ever, man. They were. <laughs> 75, 75. 75 free throws, 42 ASU, 33 Utah State. And Utah State nearly had it too. They had some chances to get that game. Like Ed Merrill with his good 27, Miller with 10. But they they had four guys in double figures. But you can't – like it's funny too. Like the game ended up being about what it should be because free throws kind of decided it. But I saw these tweets like, look what look what they're doing at Arizona State. They're off to an amazing start. Look, how, look at all these great wins. I'm like, do they really have great wins? I mean, I'm just saying, like, they seem like on Twitter, like, all these basketball guys, like, this is amazing. Look what Arizona State's doing. They're 5 and 0. Oh, they beat Utah State. Okay. Long Beach <laughs> State. I'm like, oh, okay. This isn't the same Long Beach State that went to Big West every year. It's just kind of, I just kind of think, think uh-huh. people are overreacting on Arizona State a little bit here. I thought you meant, I thought you meant towards Utah State. No, no, Arizona State. I people were freaking yeah. out about that. I'm like, um, it's, you're yeah. doing fine. It's like, yeah, ASU's not great at basketball, but. They see, here's a title on the ESPN. ASU wins heavyweight division MGM main event. Was it a heavyweight division? I mean, that was, a, that was the name of it. Oh, oh. It's yeah. not cap- okay, here's the reason. It's not capitalized. Okay, ah. maybe, maybe that's the tweets where they're fooling me. Cap- if it's the name of the division, capitalize it, folks. Uh-huh. Yeah, because they had, what, heavyweight and lightweight, I think. Oh, it's just heavyweight bracket. Why That should be capitalized, folks. Yep. Get on them, Jeremy. Maybe that's why. Oh. Maybe that's why I'm upset about this a little bit, <laughs> because it makes it seem like oh, they be, heavyweight means like you played some, which 
Okay, and honestly, it probably is a better team, but it made it seem like it's some um, the Maui or something. Come on. <laughs> Are ASU fans quickly forgetting what happened last year? Didn't they start off awesome and just fall apart? Started off 12-0. and 0, They were in the mix for a one seed, and they were lucky to make the tournament. And they did not make it, right? Uh, they got into a playing game and lost. <laughs> it's a <bad> game. <laughs> and, of course, it's Syracuse. <laughs> they yeah. lost. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yep. And the Pac-12 was awful this year, so good luck, Arizona State, because my youths yeah. are whew. All right, um, so let's go to the other team. Fresno State, they're, they're actually playing, as we speak right now, out in the uh, Wooden Legacy, playing uh, Hawaii for third place. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, I've, I've been impressed with what Fresno State has done, and they're just 2-2, two and 1-2 two, uh, and two record against D1 teams, but uh, their, their opening D1 game of the year was at TCU. They were ranked 21st at the time, and though they were down uh, one of their starters, I, I liked how Fresno State competed in that game. They are in striking distance much of the game. And then over in the Wigan Legacy, they've been playing really well. Northwestern uh, blowout. Yeah, just killed Northwestern. They're up as many as 24 at one point in the game. Um, Deshaun Taylor looked pretty good. That was that was balanced scoring in that one. You had your five starters on double figures. Boom. And then the Miami game, I was, oh, yeah, I was lucky to watch the entirety of this one. And that was, that was a shame to see that one end as it did with Fresno State coming back. Deshaun Taylor was fouled on the three-point attempt, converted all the free throws mm-hmm. to tie it up, and then Miami held for the last shot, um, got a three-point three-pointer off, and box they out. Just, they just filled the box out, and it, it was. I don't know if irony is the right word to describe it, but Fresno State just dominated the boards that day, and the one that they needed most, they were just standing around, and uh, Zach Johnson had a tip dunk with two tenths of a second left, and that was that. Uh-huh. So. It's going to – that one might be used as a bit of a chip on the shoulder for Fresno State at least over these next few weeks because I know that they probably feel that they could have beaten a, a pretty good top 25 type Miami team. Uh, and then as they continue, they have this very, very long home stretch after they play Hawaii. Which, They'll be at home until the turn of the calendar over to January. So And currently, just not that we need to get score updates, but we're up by um, 10 right now over Hawaii. Yeah, they should be able to pick up this win. Uh, or actually, no. Let me refresh real quick because this is live on demand. It's now a two point game. It was nine moments ago. <laughs> so don't jinx it now. Sorry, no. <laughs> we'll just keep. Let's keep watching. We won't do play by play on this, but it's. Uh, we'll see if they win. Is this a good? Like, how good is Hawaii? Because there's a chance. Like people thought, uh, Fresno could play Utah. Utah's just falling apart. So is Hawaii going to be a good win for them? You think? It they, could be. They're one ninety one Ken Palm. So that yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm saying they're terrible in Ken Palm 191, whereas Utah's only 107, so. It could fall under that second quadrant with it being a neutral game at the end of the year. Do we even know what that is yet? Is that going to be the. Not really. <laughs> the net? Not really. I look at the. What's the website you gave me like last year? I was doing. Because I was doing almost, almost. What? Three times a week updates, kind of like here's the quadrant ranking system. Like. Um, Warren Nolan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warren Nolan. He's still kind of doing that, but it's hard to know. If that's going to mean anything, yeah, hopefully it's, that, it's hard to tell. Hopefully that work doesn't go to waste for them because that's a really good. It's still a good resource, but it, when you knew it was RPI, you knew it was the top win. Aren't they still doing the similar categories though, one through four? Yeah, the quadrant system is still the same, but it's the net quadrant. Whatever ranking or yeah. net would fit through one through four instead of RPI. Yeah. Okay. And is it still like if it's a home game, road game, it's weighted differently? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll ways. see. So maybe I'll still I'll rat, rat, ratchet that up because that's always a fun resource. Like, hey, they're getting quality wins when it's like really the Hawaii is a good win or is this team, like Illinois State or whoever's a good win. So 
Fresno State's achieving a bit better than I thought they would. So if they win today, they'll be sitting at three and two, which is good. Is there anything else the past week? Do we need to mention New Mexico escaping UTEP coming from behind? Yeah, New Mexico's been pretty shaky out of the gate. Uh, their defense is definitely a major concern. They've allowed more than a point per possession in each of their first four games. So that's a bit of a problem. Their offense actually leads the nation right now in effective field goal percentage. So that's pretty good. they're shooting the ball, but they just can't really defend. So we do have one issue. We try to get to the bottom of this. Our guy who does – our New Mexico guy's Eric. Um, couldn't find anything on it. Neither could Jeff Grammer, at least as far as I could tell at the moment. Did you notice who only played four minutes in that game? Corey Mengelet? He only – against UTEP? Yeah. No huh. foul trouble. No issues. He played – I think it's all in the first half. And he's their leading scorer, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm not sure in front of him. But he came off the – he didn't start either. I don't have their full set in front of him, but he only played four minutes. There's no real reason why at the moment. Hmm. So are we getting back to last year's Lobos team? He was before this game because he was obviously a 13 and a half. So it would have probably been before, but is this like last year? <laughs> Eli, where random suspensions and don't talk to anybody and, oh, and whisper to yeah. SID to say what to answer or not answer. That's odd. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe there is an injury that just hasn't been disclosed yet. Um, let's see. I'm trying to read what it said. He's bench never turned. Um, all it says is, Coach Weir, it'll be between me and Corey. It's a growth process for Corey. Which, did he mouth off? Not And also not injury-related, coach-related. Here we go. I finally found it. Which means he's probably yapping off a coach at some point, maybe. I don't know. Hmm. It's, um, I don't want to speculate too much, but it's not an injury. It's probably some disciplinary thing of him doing something mm-hmm. dumb as a kid. Because they're all kids. They're playing ba- college basketball, right? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, – you're – I, I think Paul Weird. I don't know how to phrase this. I mean, you you infuse so many different players into your program, and some of which have transferred for various reasons. And that's not to say like this Corey Menegal thing is like some big deal, but it's the type of issues or obstacles that you're going to have when you build your team around transfers or players that have come from other areas. So I'm like, I'm not all that surprised. I don't think it's a big deal, but it's. Keep your eye it's on it. probably going to happen for New Mexico, maybe Nevada, maybe Fresno uh, the rest of the year just because that's how these rosters have come into shape. All right. Do we need anything else from the past week and a half we need to chime in on? Boise's terrible, I guess. Yeah, Boise, they're slow out of the gates as well. That two and three lost to Illinois State and Idaho State. Neither of those teams are really much of a competitor. I'm going to keep my eye on them. I think RJ Williams has been awesome, but besides him, I just – don't really know what to make of Boise State yet, and it's still early. Um, Nevada, the conference favorite, they like did all things being considered. I don't think they've played all that well through their first six games, and they're still destroying everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, against Massachusetts, they average about I one s- and a half points per possession. Did you did you watch any of that game? That was I, nuts. I I should have. I did not. I meant to, but I did see your tweet. Nevada I was going to win by twenty, and then. I'm like, what is this about? I go through, I'm like, crap, was this a close game? No, they beat him by more than 20, and then people started retweeting it for football because Nevada got through huge lead over UNLV. (laughs) (laughs) And then lost that one. But I I did not, but I know, I I went back and kind of saw a couple things, but like, like UMass didn't play bad. No, they played well. Five guys in double figures. uh, Pipkins gets 30 points. They are a very solid 15 of 36 with three point range and still lose by what 30 point 97 23 points. Mm-hmm. And UMass yeah. is they're are they supposed to be pretty good in the A10? Are they they're, they're not supposed to be bad, they're 134th in Ken Palm. That's okay, but geez, do you 
<laughs> give up eighty. Here's the thing: why why are you giving up eighty seven points? Does that is that a big gripe I should be hyping it, chiming in on? <laughs> I think it's a reasonable gripe, and I think defense is going to be where the problems exist for this team throughout the year because the offense is just phenomenal, uh, ranked first in the nation in Kenpon. But I, allowing eighty seven points to UMass, it's a bit of a concern. It, it was more of an up tempo game, though. Um, those things are going to have to be ironed out at least through these next five games because if you take a look at what Nevada has upcoming, uh, four of their next five games are going to be away from Reno. They're at Loyola Chicago, at USC, have a neutral site game against Arizona State, a semi-away game against Grand Canyon, and they're home against South Dakota State and Mike Dom. So they're going to be tested on the defensive end over these next five games, and if they don't show up, they're probably going to slip up in at least one of those. You think they will? Do you think they will? Um, I think that USC game could be a bit of a question mark. Arizona State's pretty solid, too. Um, if they lost more than one game, I'd be stunned. I, I think either of those Pac-12 matchups could be tough, though. USC, is it a neutral site or is it at L.A.? That's at L.A. And okay. then Arizona State game is at Staples Center as well. Oh, Arizona State. Oh, we just hmm. talked about ASU, who's uh, doing who's apparently amazing with Hurley as their coach. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Off the chart, the heavyweight bracket victory. Mm-hmm. It, okay, so when they play Loyola, it's on ESPN News, uh, 5 Pacific, uh, 7 uh, What's that? Seven Central Time. So it's a night, decent time slot, Tuesday night. Let me see. Because are there, are there still people? I know we discussed before. Are there still people still giving uh, Loyola votes in the top 25? Um, they were last week, I think. <laughs> last week. Yeah. They are, they're not bad. They're a nice 67 Ken Palm. They are, what, 4-3 and three in the year? 4-2? 4-2. and, two? Four and two. I, and they also have to players, it seems like, a couple of starters, right? And they're also a seven-point road dog, home dog. So the only reason to watch this game is because of what happened last year. The Loyola yeah. still, they're yeah. still a decent team. They're not like they're not going to fall off. They're still going to have contention to win the Missouri Valley. But just watching, maybe Nevada will be pissed win by 25. I would not be surprised at all if Nevada absolutely blew this one out. <laughs> like, if they win by – I would be I would be more surprised if Loyola won than if Nevada won by 20. I I think uh, they're certainly capable of doing that. Okay, all right. So Nevada, like, so watch. Here's the game schedule for the week. Just kind of, we'll go through a couple of these. We're gonna not go into. Oh, should we play our favorite game from last year? BPI. Just for the heck of it. <laughs> yeah, might as well. What is the BPI project? Because we already told you, Ken Palm seven might plus seven for Nevada on the road. What's what's the BPI have it up for percentage? Yeah. Um, I would say it has Nevada as a. T- 68% favorite. Too much. It's, it's 60. Whoa, really? Yeah, 60%. Hmm. Okay. Someone take those odds. <laughs> <laughs> Someone take I, those I don't odds. think this is going to be a close game, but I'm I'm up for being wrong, but I just I think Nevada is just so much more physical and deep than Loyal is this year. That makes sense. Also, cool. really quick, one last one, really quick. USC, Nevada. Um... 50-50. Almost. 53. You're getting better at this. Okay. Because <laughs> last year was so far off, it was just comical. Now that doing? we've been doing it for two years, I'm starting to get the hang of it. Sorry. Maybe. So that's, that's just some pretty good, <laughs> decent wins. At USC, neutral. And so that's weird. They go to USC. You go back to Staples as well, like the week after. Eh, okay. Where's the Grand Canyon game? Is that also in Southern California? Is that another neutral you said? That one is in Phoenix at uh, oh, the Jerry... talking, talking Stick. Where uh, talking play. Stick. Jerry, yeah. Calangelo, Jerry Calangelo Classic. 
Mm-hmm. Hey, this could be future Mountain West Conference game in about five years. Just saying. Yeah, that could be fun. I, I, I'm still on that bandwagon. Go for it. All right. Uh, what other games? We get, we do have the Missouri Valley Conference Challenge. Uh, Bradley's playing um, San Diego State. Is that right? No. Uh, Bradley's taking on New Mexico. Sorry. Here's what we have. Let me go through super quick. Um, Boise State Drake. Um, it's on ESPN Plus, so if you have that subscription. Um, do you ever use ESPN Plus, Eli? No. Does it come with ESPN Insider? Yes, it does. Do you have ESPN oh, Insider? I do. Then you have ESPN Plus. Cool. So I get the magazine. I don't really read the magazine. I just get the when it was insider <laughs> stuff. Um, I like the body issues pretty cool. A couple issues here and there, like the preseason stuff. But that's an ESPN Plus, so it's usually pretty good. So check that out. Uh, Southern Illinois at CSU. Jackson State, not part of it, at San Diego State. Um, Wyoming at Evansville. Oh, boy, that's going to be brutal. <laughs> <laughs> also ESPN Plus game. Uh, NIU, Utah State. That could be interesting, right? Yeah. That's an intriguing game. Wasn't the NIU game that um, Nevada lost to last year? Uh, NIU played UNLV last year. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's when UNLV was actually Mm -hmm. good. You got Missouri Missouri State Air Force, Pacific at Fresno, blah, blah, blah. Um, Valpo, UNLV, whatever. Indiana State, San Jose. Let me ask you this about San Jose. Am I correct in that they're they're not going to have a Division I win all year? Uh, You're incorrect. Who are they going to beat? This Indiana State? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, San Jose State, not to go overboard with them, but they've been pretty competitive through their first six games. Now, they haven't beaten anyone yet, so that's kind of they beat Life a Pacific. problem. Life Pacific, come on. That's what I said, non-D1 games. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, their hey, best dude, they, all, is... they lost the two big Sky teams. Yeah, I mean, okay, they lost two games on buzzer beaters. That sucks. The other... The other three, they were either leading or within a possession with five minutes left. So right. they've been close. Close. All right. So I'm looking at Ken Palm really quick. They are favored to beat Bethune Cookman in Northern Arizona. <laughs> in Northern Arizona, that is it. Well, you have to say it like that. <laughs> I had to read the name Bethune Cookman. What do you mean? <laughs> say it like what? I don't know. I don't I know. know. We're, we're trying to give San Jose State a fair shot here. We are. No, no. I, I, I didn't mean to bring it up like it would be me. <laughs> it would be something. However, you brought up something that is kind of cruel. Hey, if their roster they had two years ago, they'd be pretty good. Okay, yeah. That was – That's tough, man. If, you had some sad emojis on that. Oh, man. It's, uh, it's not a bad thing, but it's just – like. but seriously, if they had those guys, they would – somebody said they'd contend for the conference title. No. They'd probably be top four maybe. Yeah, but I was going to say that. Top it's four. neither here nor there, but we wish them the best of luck. But it's just going to be kind of comical the rest of the way. It could get rough. And also, those games are basically toss ups. They have a stretch where they're at Stanford, at Cal, at St. Mary's, <laughs> yep. home against Fresno State, and <laughs> at Nevada. <laughs> Good luck, folks. <laughs> they are predicting. Um, okay, Ken, I like how Ken Palm does this too. Chance of winless record: two point seven percent. Mm. Projected record is actually six and twenty-four, three and fifteen in league play. That's a bit high. <laughs> Want to pick those three wins? Okay, <laughs> let's do it. Might as well. Um, you have to pick at least one road game. <laughs> okay, they play, they play Air Force <laughs> on the road. So I'll take that one. <laughs> oh, um, they will. I say I'll go Air Force twice, and then. Oh, jeez. Wyoming at home? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> that's tough. Let's get some uh, It'll be all right. That's all I got for that one. Maybe CSU because they don't look too good. 
Yeah, it's but oh man. Um, all right, any uh, let's see the other games we got really quick. I know we're kind of stumbling through here, but it's it's all good. Basketball is exciting, but this time of year it's like okay, who's playing who and when? What you're playing? Mm-hmm. It's hard to gauge. Like when we do our power rankings, they'll be all over the place again. Um, there's not also real quick. There's not many games Thursday. Or actually, there's no games Thursday, no games Friday. So take the weekend off and chill, I guess. Um, Saturday you got CSU at Colorado, which I don't know what to make of that, but part more of the um, San Diego State Illinois Missouri Valley Challenge. That's the Nevada USC game on Big Old Fox. So check that out. Uh, Cincy at UNLV. Who? The almost Mick, the Mick Cronin rumor, rumor comes to town because he's nearly the ah. <laughs> We can bring that up again. Um, is UNLV, UNLV going to get smoked in that game? I don't think so. No, Are they I, going to win that game? I also don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Cincinnati by like 7 to 12 points, but apparently 10 points is a blowout according to the NCAA. Oh, so really that to tell you. is ridiculous. That yeah. should be, what, 15 points? At least, yeah. Because... 10 points is like look at the Arizona State Utah State game what if there's a stretch of like a free throw contest the last little bit and you're down two points foul okay they make two down I mean down it just adds up when really with mm-hmm. 90 seconds left it was a three point game or four point game ended up losing by 10 or no by whatever you know I mean like it's a that it should be higher than that. It shouldn't be considered. It shouldn't be capped at ten, because you can be a three point game with three minutes left and lose by twelve, basically because you free throw is say nine to two disparity, mm-hmm. and so that's yeah. lame. And I'm betting that'll be adjusted, but it's it is what it is. But I don't think it'll be Cincy because Cincy's five and one. They're pretty solid in America. They're on a five game winning streak after losing to Ohio State at home to open the year, and yeah, they beat Mississippi, George Mason, some decent teams. Um, well, maybe not George Mason, but Mississippi's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's it's going to be tough for UNLV. UNLV is going to – I think they're they're surprising me a little bit, right? Because we kind of poked fun at the at the LMU loss a little bit. But they're going to overachieve what their expectations are because LMU is – are they still undefeated? They are uh, – are they 6-0 and still? Yeah, they are 7-0 and now. 7-0. and UNLV, Cal State North, Northridge, a terrible Georgetown team, Ohio. What's CCSU? Central, uh, Central Connecticut. Okay, and then they beat uh, Florida A&M. So not the best competition, but they're winning. And so mm-hmm. they, we'll which know helps, for sure. Which helps UNLV. Yeah, we'll know for sure. They play at UCLA. That'll be interesting if because they will be 8-0 playing the Bruins. So This next four-game stretch for UNLV will be a good measuring stick for them when they host Valpo mm-hmm. and Cincinnati, and then they're on the road against Illinois and then play BYU. Yeah. If they split those four games, I think uh, it's – it's worth taking a look at UNLV as maybe a top six team, but if they get swept or win just one, I think um, they're still back in that seventh, eighth place range where I had them to start the year. Ken Palm has them at just one win beating Valpo. Okay. Because, yeah, I guess since he since, – he's interesting. Since he's only given them a four-point difference, hmm. but also only one third chance to win. Interesting. Uh, I, I think that game could be really close. I don't know, it's definitely not going to be an offensive showcase. It's going to be very physical and a basketball. lot of second chance baskets. Right. So it, it could be tight. It's going to be a Big Ten basketball game. Yeah, yeah that's right. All right. Any other games you want to mention? Um, anything else about the uh, this past week or two or any things we missed? Um, I don't think so. I'm, I'm interested to see what's going on with that Corey Manigault thing because I did not see that earlier yeah, in I, the week. Yeah, I know he didn't play. Nothing, it only came up on game day. It didn't come out prior to that. There's nothing to mention until day of. Or, I mean, during the game when Jeff Gerber knows, hey, he's only played four minutes and we're already in the second half here. Yeah, so, that's odd. 
yeah, we'll see how it goes. But uh, it's there's always something with the Lobos because it's like there's a reason there's a hashtag let's get weird or whatever it is. Isn't that that's what it right? Is? Yeah, get weird for Paul Weir. So always living up to that name. Something with that, like oh yeah, you got the most tips today. You're starting. <laughs> you have right. two, you have four points on the year. We're sitting at game twenty five, but you're starting in the season finale versus whoever <laughs> with the conference title on the line or something. I don't know. That's how he does things. That that happens. But all right, so that's it for basketball today. Uh, again, check us out mwr dot com. We'll have a bunch of hoop stuff with this week. Also, especially football's winding down a little bit, so there'll be even more, probably even more basketball because we can free up some bandwidth for football to basketball writers to do both. So. Check out that. We'll have our power rankings. I'm assuming Monday. And you're doing also – tell people what you're doing because you're doing a cool thing with the highlights of the week. So people – I'm going to say this. Eli, we need to have people send you highlights so you get the right ones. Not that you haven't been doing a good job. Yeah, but I was going to so put many. that out actually. Yeah, thank you for mentioning that. Because every – are you doing Sunday or Monday? When do you put the highlights up? I put them out on Monday. Okay, with the – how the week went, right? Those are both Monday? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. so those are coming up Monday for the week that was – um, power rankings probably Monday as well when I get to them. Last week was kind of late, sorry for that. But for the he does the top five highlights of the week. I sent you a couple, and because there was a nasty block which I noticed you did not use. By the way, just saying. Did I not? <laughs> I don't think you did. It's okay though. <laughs> no, wait. I'm I'm pretty sure I did. Maybe was I missed it. Wasn't it, it the uh, New Mexico game? Uh, Chamwa from UNLV. I thought it was New Mexico. Mm. Uh, Regardless, whatever. I, I'm kidding. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. I, I just sent you a couple. But send them to Eli. Or you could tag um, Gabetker underscore Eli um, or MWC Wire, and I will make sure he sees them because you tweet from that account and have alerts or whatever. So any highlights you see, typically Twitter highlights are best because going through and editing the highlight takes time, and maybe we don't have that time. But we could also do the timestamp and start the highlight at 35 seconds, whatever it may be. But send, yeah, send hi- tag us and send us any cool highlights you see because there's a lot, and we probably miss a lot too. And so we don't want to skew the rankings because you're doing a highlight ranking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so we're doing that too. So I post five highlights every Monday. The player who was had the top highlight for the week gets five points. Second place gets four points and so on. And I'll, we'll be keeping track. And I think it'll be fun to – do at the end of the year when we announce our player of the year and freshman of the year and all that, and also have maybe like our most exciting player of the year and whoever that is. It's the highlight points. Yeah. Highlight player of the year. Go for it. Why yeah. not? I think that would be fun. We have John Knight, the third from Utah state. who's in the top spot right now. He's just been dunking on everyone. Very right. exciting. Player. Yeah. So send us those. And also we need to make sure here's a program. We know free Eli. Not that it matters too much, but let's make sure we link back to the prior ones as well. Mm-hmm. Week yeah. one, week two. So let's, I don't, yeah. maybe you're doing it because I glanced through last week. I didn't see, but just send us your highlights. We want we want the best place possible. Who doesn't like throw mm-hmm. down dunks and windmills or behind the back, whatever pass, no look pass off the elbow going to whomever for a deep three. Give us those highlights. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. No, that that's our spill there to just kind of send them our way. But uh, yeah, check us out mwr.com, Twitter, mwcwire, Facebook, all that great stuff. Give us a follow anywhere. And if you're listening to this show, Listen to our football show if you're not. If you are listening to both, we appreciate it as well. Subscribe, uh, tell a couple friends, give us a review. Just we have like ten reviews. I want more. I would like twelve reviews by the end of the year. Is that possible? Two, yeah. Not not twelve more. Two more. Okay. Right. I mean that was that was lofty. Yeah. Two more by uh, New Year's Eve. I think that's fair. Let's do it when by conference play starts. Right? Isn't conference play January two? Don't remember. Okay. Right. It's coming up. End of the year. So Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. We'll be back probably next week. We'll keep in uh-huh. touch, but we'll see what happens because it's non conference basketball and the schedules are not uniform. So we'll see you next time, folks. And yeah, go your team. <laughs>